Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Here we are. Once again, good to be here. Episode four, Cornwall Property Podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. Uh, and again, what, why are we doing this? This is simply our mission is to to help tackle this Cornwall housing crisis. So another way we're doing this, this is episode four. This is our episode where you're going to have the opportunity to ask Dan and James. So James, how can people do that? Well, this is the interactive part of the podcast where you guys obviously can uh, ask your questions. And as you say, how do you do this? You can go to cornwallpropertypodcast.com, scroll to the very bottom of the screen and you can put your name, uh, details and you know what question you have for us. In addition to that, if you're not doing it online on that section you can go to facebook as well and you can also find us on the cornwall property uh, podcast page on facebook and simply message us that way excellent stuff and also we're on youtube too if anyone wanted to little, have a little view a subscribe keep up to date you can actually watch our beautiful faces uh, and see us here in the cornwall well cornwall channel studios so absolutely question then james where are we here we go. Well, we are lucky enough to have this week Joe from Newquay, and he has asked a very, very good question and quite a difficult one to answer because there's so many different uh, aspects to this, as I'm sure you'll come on to, Dan. But Joe's question from Newquay this week was, how do I know where to invest? Great question. Yeah, thanks for throwing me on the bus nice and early there, one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, great question, Joe. And I think this is a question where what a lot of people ask and ask themselves, ask others. I know when I first started investing in property, I was thinking, oh, will I get better returns? up north or things like that it all comes down to what you want what do you want is it something long term are you are you maybe wanting to flip properties so it's a short-term investment uh, it, that is the first question so you've kind of got to work your way backwards it's kind of like goal setting essentially once you've mm. got set your goal take work back from that goal and then they, they're your steps your, your ladder to getting that achievement um, achieving that goal so in essence we want to invest in property brilliant okay well why what do you want from property is it a lump sum cash maybe it's monthly cash flow these are sorts of things that you need to look at because it might determine then what areas you're looking to invest in so again once you've identified is it lump sum is it cash flow then it's a case of well, who's your target market if it's going to be a, a flip for example so when i say flip what it essentially means is it's your typical kind of homes under the hammer job whereby you buy a property you, you add value to the property. So again, it might be one of these empty properties in Cornwall. You add value to it in terms of it's empty for a reason. As we mentioned previously, they're generally empty because they're either unsafe, um, they're just real grotty, old, dated properties. You want to add value by bringing them back to the market, making them safe, make modernizing these properties. That is how you're adding value. Once you've added value, then you then sell it at that new price. So that is where the, the lumpy cash would come. Because once you've sold it, you've got a lump sum of profit. Alternatively, it might be that you want the cash flow. So you want to buy a property, you're prepared to hold on to it for a long period of time and take some cash flow once you pay all your bills and your mortgages, etc. You'll have a, a few hundred pounds, maybe thousands of pounds, depending on the property, to cash flow forever. But again, these two proper, these two types of strategies, we call them, will determine what your target market is. So again, is it singles? Is it a single couple? Is it a single uh, professional? Maybe it's a single you want a flat. Well, you're not going to want a flat in, in a rural area, are you? You're going to want a flat in, a, in the hub of Truro, potentially. So these are sorts of things you want to bear in mind as well. Families, are you targeting your properties, uh, your investments at families? Because things that we've, from experience now, have realized is that once you've now got family, you're going to want different things, such as in bathrooms, as simple as 
well, if you got you don't want to just want to shower in a bathroom, do you? Because when you got the little ones, you want a bath. They they need a bath. So again, these are sorts of things you need to think about. And again, it comes back to who are your target audience. Other things to bear in mind: if it's with families, close school links. What um what the Ofsted ratings like, for example, at the local schools. So these are all things. There's a lot that goes into this sort of due diligence, Joe. So it's so so important to again work your way back. What is it you want? Who are your target market? And once you've got that information and you've worked out what you want to do and where you want to be potentially with those ideas, it's then our what and what the numbers. We need to then work out the rental figures. So again, you need to do your homework on the rental figures in the area, what properties are selling for in the area. Um, and again, how can you do that? Speak to local agents. Um, any other things you want to add on to that one, James? Yeah, I think it's, it's a very common question that does come up. But for us, this is obviously the Cornwall Property Podcast, and so we're investing down here in Cornwall. But you will hear stories of, did you know in Sheffield you can get a four-bed house for £64,000? Uh, probably spend about fifteen grand on the refurb, and then you've got an end value of a hundred thousand. which, to me, I would have that all day long. Sounds very, very attractive, but have to remember you know we are talking five hours uh, from James here in Cornwall and there's a bit of a rule that especially when you're first starting out in property when you're building your portfolio you want to keep your properties fairly close so you can keep an eye on these refurbs what the builders are doing and generally for me and uh, I think you're the same as well Dan um, we don't really go further afield than an hour really uh, so you will you know where to invest yeah it does sound great up north and other places but try and keep it close to you know home uh, where you live for about an hour that's my sort of tip i would say because it's yeah. far too easy to just take a, a property in carlisle and you're seven hours away how is that logistically going to work for the investment and renovation of that property and again it may be a different story if you know the area very well i, I think for me I want to invest in Cornwall 1 because I love the place uh, and I want to be close to it. I want to be involved. And if something goes wrong, I want to be able to get there and jump on it and, and sort that problem uh, as soon as I possibly can. When you've got to commute five, six hours to, to get mm. to your property, oh, yeah. uh, it's it's not like that. And, and people think our oh, property is a very passive and a hands-off investment. It can be. It can be with the right systems in place, with the right agents in place. But at the same time, well, how do you know you've got the right agent when you're five, mile, five hours away? You've really got to do – you've got a lot of uh, risk, I feel investing that far away so again this is why we are so so uh, pro Cornwall uh, and with regards to wanting to stay close so again coming back to that Joe where to invest obviously I'm sure you want to invest in Cornwall you may be asking do I invest up north but essentially personally what we definitely recommend is there's a lot of empty properties in Cornwall the, the housing market is still in a bit of a boom if I'm honest it's still pretty high but it seems that things are starting to kind of plateau I feel at the moment with regards to um, actual sales going through uh, a lot seems to still be falling out of bed a little bit in a minute. So there might be opportunities there. But essentially, you need to work back from what your goal is there, Joe. Hopefully that helps. Um, if not, please get back in touch. Come back with us another question. But hopefully that helps give people a bit of an idea and indication of where they could possibly start with identifying that kind of what we call as a gold mine area. So um, the next then. I'll lead on to this question too. So thank you ever so much to Sam. Sam from Hale. Sam's got in touch. I'm going to chuck this one at you, James. And Sam wanted to know, should... I'm not sure if it's a uh, male or female, so apologies, Sam, but should they be buying in a limited company? It was a male. It was a male. It was a male. Thank you. Absolutely, just to clarify. Samuel, apologies. That's it. It is a very good question. And, you know, as we always say with all of our uh, podcasts, you should always seek, you know, professional advice. Uh, And I'm not a tax advisor. You know, we've talked about previously with our network, you want to have a good uh, tax advisor and uh, accountant. But in essence, um, why would it be good to buy in a limited company? So, 
if we look at the uh, historic investments, people have done property purchases in their personal name. Uh, and once upon a time, you could offset 100% of the uh, property uh, mortgage interest. So if we create a small case study here, we've got a, a three bed house. Uh, with a thousand pounds rent coming in, the mortgage going out, uh, interest only is five hundred pounds. Uh, essentially, four years ago, you would only pay tax on that five hundred pounds profit. If you see that makes sense, uh, where you've had the um, the mortgage interest as the overhead. But the government bought in uh, four years ago uh, something called Section Twenty Four, uh, which minimised in four separate stages how much of that mortgage interest you could offset against the mortgage. So cut a long story short now, uh, going forward, uh, 21 onwards, you can only offset... 20% of the mortgage interest, uh, which for people buying their personal name, if we go back to that example, we've got £1,000 rent coming in, 500 um going out for the mortgage interest, you can only get 20% uh, of that relief. So what you can do, it's like any other business, a bit like the restaurant industry in a limited company, if you're trading, you can offset all the food that you buy in, obviously, because it's a business overhead. It's the same uh, in a limited company when you're buying property. So you purchase the property itself in a limited company and you get 100% relief of the mortgage interest. So because of this new Section 24, a lot of people have been now setting up specific limited companies uh, for them to buy, uh, you know, properties in that limited company. So there are pros and cons to it, uh, which we'll come on to uh, in other episodes. But uh, as a general rule of thumb, um, these days, I think it is quite a good thing to do because you get that 100% relief that is just seen as a business overhead. Uh, and yeah, I would recommend doing it. Um, but again, that's just me. Um, I'm looking to build up you know, a portfolio over time. If you're just buying maybe one property and that's going to be your journey, then maybe in a personal name because... The other thing you do need to uh, think about, Sam, is the mortgage rates. And unfortunately, generally, the rates are more expensive uh, in a limited company than what they are in your uh, personal uh, purchase method. Uh, so that's another thing to bear in mind there. Uh, yeah, and just to add on that, yeah, thank you. There's a lot of detail there. And again, reiterate, this is obviously just us talking here and definitely get everyone's different. Everyone's situation is different. So please seek uh, professional advice. Again, if you need a tax accountant or anyone we can recommend, um, those two if you needed to but yeah definitely seek some advice but the point I want to get to at there James is what you touched upon is it depends on what your goal is once again isn't of it of course yeah are you wanting to build a portfolio and make this a business or are you just wanting to buy one or two properties if it's just one or two properties it may just be worth just buying them in your personal name if you're wanting to I think off the top of my head I want to say three to four when you get to like three to four properties I think it then becomes very much advantageous to buy in an SPV a special purpose vehicle a limited company that's it um, but again, this is stuff that you need to just double check over with your, your tax advisor. But hopefully that uh, explanation from James, a brilliant explanation, will give you a little bit more of a guidance as to why people might consider it and why they might not. So again, two great questions. Thank you so, so much to both Joe and Sam for getting in touch and giving, send them in. Definitely. So again, I'm going to close us off there for another episode. That's episode four, guys. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with us again. Simply go to Property Podcast, CornwallPropertyPodcast.com. And as I said before, you can go onto our Facebook page and you can send us a message directly on there. But it's great to have your support and we love answering these questions. So keep them coming. Keep them coming. Please subscribe, leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, yeah, stay safe. Bye-bye now. Bye.